0: Welcome to the Escape Everything podcast, where we talk to musicians, artists and creators about their creative processes and how to break free from the challenges that hold us back from living the lives that we really want. I'm James, and in this episode, I'm joined by internationally published street photographer and writer, Dan Jin. We discuss a load of topics, including the external factors that inhibit our own creativity, music's unique ability to unite people, becoming disillusioned with our art, dealing with anxiety, searching for simplicity amongst the chaos and how to find your own voice. I hope you enjoy. Welcome, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Thanks for having me, buddy. Um, Obviously, as I said, I mainly want to talk to you about your photography, but I thought perhaps we'd start off with uh, a little bit of your backstory, because obviously I've known you for about 12 years or so now, and initially that was through music. So Mm -hmm. um, obviously being a record label, that might be a nice place for us to start.
1: Yeah, um, when we were younger, we liked music. That was a little bit harder, a little (laughs) bit faster. Um, So yeah, so I, I first started... Kind of getting into DJing when I was 13, just mates had a set of decks and stuff, and then I was adamant that was that's what I wanted to do. Like forget school, which I might regret now, but at the time it was like I don't need maths, I don't need science. I just I just the only language that I spoke was was music and mixing and and music production and, and DJing. Um, and then yeah, just by affiliation, really, I stumbled across the the hard dance scene defunct hard dance scene as, as some might say say now. Uh, it's Dead and Buried. <laughs> <laughs> and then um and then yeah, it just went, went from there make, making music. I was, you know, I think at the time, I think what's now it's either Capital or KISS. It used to be Galaxy, the the Galaxy FM. Um I think I was the youngest DJ ever to do a set on there okay. when I was fifteen. Oh. No um and at that point i thought that's it superstar did my go (laughs) and then yeah it just it, it went from there until i got to my early 20s and then just kind of what changed um i think i don't think my passion for the music ever changed i think what you learn the deeper you get into probably any industry but but for this, obviously, the music industry. It's not just about your passion for music and the way you can deliver music and your understanding of music. There's a lot of other things which you have to have a high tolerance for, um, the behaviours of other people, the expectations of the behaviours that you're meant to have Mm -hmm. to succeed, which aren't necessarily directly linked to your talent. Um, And just kind of the whole... The way the 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 DJ was looked at. I mean, when I when I got into it, I was listening to uh, Danny Ramplin, Paul Paul, Judge Jules, and whilst they were were superstars, they just looked like normal blokes who who mix music. <laughs> and then and then it was all just getting about champagne and guest lists and and the more I got aware of that side of things, the more I just thought mm, it's not. Mm. It just wasn't for me. So. Yeah. I took myself away from from the scene completely.
0: Yeah, you disappeared for a long time, didn't you? off I, Facebook and yeah,
1: yeah. I went off Facebook. I did some soul searching, if you will. Um, tried to go back to kind of higher education and, and give that a stab, but I mean, fundamentally, I just don't. I just don't think academically that's how in uh, my brain doesn't work in an academic sense. It's in the kind of structure, but yeah. So of tried to rediscover who i was after spending you know the best part of 10 years with one focus on one direction and then all of a sudden just saying no no thanks not anymore
0: but i mean you're still quite um passionate about music though isn't it you? mm-hmm. still
1: yeah um i still love it i still i mean i'm i'm just waiting for someone to invite me around to the house so i can play on a set of cdjs because you know that 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 aspect of it I don't think that will ever truly leave me um it it's just all the the p r which mm. uh which back then i just wasn't wasn't resilient enough and and patient enough to to kind of deal with yeah on a on a day to day basis mm. and there's a lot of bullshit that you have to that you have to listen to and and end your
0: yeah um you touched a little bit on. Obviously, you said uh, that you were the youngest ever DJ to to play a set on Galaxy. Are there any other like specific musical moments that you can think of that were like particularly sort of profound or uh, memorable or powerful for you? I mean, I've been quite interested in the fact that music can be quite like a it can influence your emotions or heighten certain feelings in certain things. Mm-hmm.
1: I think from a there's there's two things that spring <laughs> to mind like instantly one from a a performance point of view and the other from a consumer um as a performer uh i i remember i was uh about 18 and i was i was playing in um oh, it was club icon i think it was called it's icon i'm sure it was just one of those kind of chain clubs that are dotted around the country. I was playing there and there was about 1200 people and it was just I was playing records that I'd been playing in my bedroom for for years. And then when when you see that 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 vision that you had materialize and come to fruition and there's there's 1200 people enjoying a track that, that you've been enjoying and and you see that kind of how it all comes together. And I just remember just just looking out and it, it wasn't like I was I wasn't dancing to the track. I wasn't I wasn't really listening to it at all. It was just it's it's as if everything went quiet and I was just looking out and I saw this bed of people, including myself, just just all on the same page. And I think that's that's what music was always about for me. It was about people, in a way, agreeing with each other. Mm. You know, I think, I think we've got a lot of negative diversity that we face, and good diversity. You know, we shouldn't all be the same. Um, that's what makes it interesting. But I think there's there's a coming together that that not many things other than music can do. You know, uh, the, the 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 one one of the few things that everyone has in common is. You know, I've never met anyone who doesn't like music. Mm. They may like different kinds of music, different genres, <laughs> subgenres, and the like. But, but yes, yeah, so I just remember playing in that that gig, and I just saw, I felt content, and I was like, "This is me for life." Which obviously <laughs> it, it didn't turn out that way. But, but in that time, and then as a, a <laughs> consumer point of view, um, it was at Love Leeds Festival, Leeds, where, where I'm from, and I um, oh, was a DJ. I can't remember who the DJ was. I honestly can't, but um, I just remember it kind of—it it was a, a sun coming up kind of moment. So you can imagine what time of <laughs> time of night or day it was. Um, and it was just like probably about five thousand people in this tent, just all singing in uni uh, in unison together. And I just was like, this is just—it just—it it takes you to a next level of. Of life experience you know Mm -hmm. you have a sing with your friend or your your family member or girlfriend boyfriend in the car and and that's nice but when you have five thousand people just singing together smiling and happy it's the same emotional state exactly exactly the the same emotional state uh, and 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 it just refers back to yeah be the the connectivity and 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 being on the same page the energy yeah so yeah those two and there's probably been many more but you know it's those ones that kind of came to my brain hmm. as soon as soon as i thought of it
0: so then you said that um you had those eight years off the grid and you did some soul searching mm-hmm. what what do you mean Can you need, like elaborate on that or
1: well yeah i mean i think
0: i mean like did you really couldn't completely step away from music or
1: yeah i was i was done i was so you were not going out or no i wasn't going out i wasn't partying um and i ended up in kind of a relationship where it it helped not doing that because the person I was with was not into that scene whatsoever. Um, You know, I was, you know, instead of staying up at nightclubs until six in the morning, I was going out for coffee at 7pm and home by half seven. And (laughs) at the time that's, that's, that's what I needed. Um, I kind of went, I went um, just from one extreme to the other, really Mm -hmm. Um, in the beginning. And that was a name uh, uh, as a way to find balance. I I studied counselling and psychotherapy. Um, I thought, yeah, I'll do that. I started wearing collared shirts with jumpers over them. I was like twenty three years old, acting like I was like forty five <laughs> years old. I was, <laughs> I was I was like, my life's over now. This is it. This is just a nice, <laughs> tranquil, peaceful life. But yeah, and then and then I started writing. Uh, kind of on a personal level and I started with photography as well started getting other interests and, yeah. and that's what that was about really that that time away from it all I was like I said I was just so centered on one thing that I just I, I seldom gave space for other things to come into my life so I, I went on holidays I went you know um, did lots of different experiences that I wouldn't usually do um, I ended up going on some BBC television show, and it was it was just all about pushing. What was that about? That oh, it's oh, was it? It was called the Big Questions. So it's where they get, uh, uh, do you know it? Yeah, I remember you. Yeah, saw yeah. Talking For about those that like don't, <clears> it's where they get, <throat> yeah, like a, an audience of people, and then they give like, you know, quite um, debatable topics, and then you bounce off one another. I didn't get to talk in the end because the guy, the presenter, just ignored me all the way through. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but it was there to talk and and it was just the, the, the whole point it was just doing things like that that i just wasn't used to mm. pushing myself out of my my comfort zone and the world that i knew um which for the you know the first two decades of my life was just mm. leads and nightclubs around around the country
0: um so you, then obviously you just mentioned that you started getting into photography um specifically you into street photography right mm-hmm. yeah um what is it about that particularly that sort of
1: draws you in um, I think a few things really I think one you you come up with a brief every single time you know it, it, you're not being told that you have to do this or you have to do that or you have to do it by this date and you know the the, the, the only expectations that are set are by you
0: mm-hmm. um and what kind of like goals do you set yourself? Do you set like a different thing every
1: time you go out? Do you have a certain thing in mind that you're looking for? Or? Um, no, not really. I try not to plan too much because I think I think it's good to have a plan, but I also think that if you if you leave the house saying this is what I want to achieve today, then it's like anything other than that you're going to deem a failure, and I don't think that's. Uh, the right way of thinking i think you know you you always want to go out and come back with something i think that's that's the the minimal expectation and it's not always met um i'd say more often than not it isn't met but but yeah in terms of kind of like an out and out path i I tend not to do it sometimes i might you know get get reflections or symmetry or Mm -hmm. or things like that as a base point but then i just seem to wander off as soon as i Walk out and get my camera set up and just see what comes. I think that's that's the best thing about street photography is is the streets that it kind of they it brings it to you rather you you know there's there's creative things you can do to make an image look different to what your eye sees in terms of the way you frame it um you know the way you, you know uh, the composition of, of 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 the image and you can get creative like that but you know you you never know on what given day is going to be out there it could be someone with interesting hair could be a a dispute in the street yeah you know it it, it's there's and that's why i love it so much because it's not same day in day out it's different every single every single time you go
0: for sure i mean like the one thing that's really interested me about photography um the last couple of years is just the fact that it really is about like being in the present moment and paying attention to what's around you you can't just be lost in your head because you're going to miss all the good stuff you really Mm -hmm. actually have to be observant and be paying attention which I think we all really need in terms of our art more, more it's so easy just to be distracted by everything all the time mm-hmm. yeah. it's quite a nice way of uh physically making yourself
1: yeah um look around and be present really I mean yeah i I've, I've, I've and I've I've talked about this kind of online and things is I'm, I'm someone who I don't want to say I suffer with anxiety i I prefer to have I've, I've I, I live with it mm-hmm. um I have suffered in 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 the past but but now i manage it and i i accept it being there but that's what photography does because it it centers you and and like you say you have to you can't be worrying about what's happened or worried about what's happening it's you in in the future you have to constantly be present constantly be uh key and it it kind of just it, it it gives me and especially street photography uh a feeling of calm i'm relaxed i'm content when i'm when i'm out in the streets with the camera
0: so what the, what do you feel are the challenges that you struggle with the most when you're when you're out and you're working? Is there anything that like do you have um certain things that you see as resistance that you get you get in your own way or you overthink things or you get like imposter syndrome or?
1: I mean, yeah, there's always in the back of your head, is someone gonna punch me in the face? Am I am I gonna get hit? I mean You've had a couple of little close calls <laughs> in Yeah, actually. I've had some close calls. Um yeah, I've, I've I've had you know some some people, and I think you know in that situation you just have to diffuse it as quickly as possible, um, and not not kind of get into any kind of confrontation really because you know I, what, I, was, I,
0: what was that um, time you were telling me about with um, the big guy giving his girlfriend a kiss?
1: Oh yeah, um, yeah the big guy and and I know yeah, I, I took a picture. Um, oh, I can't remember which one that was I've got another one in my head that that's come to mind. Um, it was I, th- I'm, I think it was the... remind me. Uh, you just said
0: this this big scary looking guy who yeah. was giving this sweet and tender kiss to his girlfriend who was a lot smaller than him, and he leant down and kissed kissed her on her head. Um, yeah. He snapped
1: and he turned around and came at you yeah 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 i I think i've written about that as well i've I've written about it somewhere but yeah the 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 guy the guy came at me um and you know people can't see me but if it's me or the big guy it's you know i'm I'm gone you know (laughs) i'm bringing five foot five worth of plump chubbiness to the to the table these these fists were not built for 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 inflicting pain, um, but yeah. So there, you just you in, in a situation like that, you offer to delete it, or you, or you explain. Um, and often, you know, in 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 that one, you know, when you do explain, it it simmers. It, you know, you you, you explain you're not a creep. It's not going in your in your magic folder or anything like that. It's. <laughs> It's, it's just a moment and if they ask you to delete it you delete it that's, that's one thing I always say because I know some photographers they're like no don't delete it whatever you do and it's like well you know we are kind of putting our nose into other people's business regardless of if it's in a public setting or not um, and yeah we, we, we I feel should be respecting if, if someone doesn't want pictures of them on your hard drive or on the internet because it's all on social media now um then you should just delete it Mm -hmm. and crack on and and i also question any photographer that says it might be the shot well you should be getting another shot you should be good enough to to constantly be getting good content so deleting one good image shouldn't shouldn't be the end of the world really
0: Yeah. yeah um so you mentioned a bit about your writing then as well um Obviously, you write about photography a lot, and if yeah. anyone wants to check out Dan's blog, it's Dan Gin, G-I-N-N-photo.com. Mm-hmm. and you can see a lot of Dan's work on there as well. Uh, but you've also been published elsewhere. Um, what, yeah. What? Uh, why did you start writing in the first place, and like, what do you feel that you're kind of you're gaining from it?
1: Um, I think. I think. Well, if if we're going right back, and this is during the time the soul searching period. Um, I like to talk about myself, um, <laughs> you know, I'm not, I'm not going to pretend that I don't, I, I, I love it, um, and but I think just writing it kind of, it puts things down on paper, you can look at things, you know, I've, I've got jots, that's not necessarily articles or anything like that, just little notes I've jotted down from five, six years ago, and I look at it, and it, it just helps you record a perspective, if you will, um, and yeah, I've, I've I just enjoy words and and when when I first started um you know I I didn't go to university or anything like that I didn't even turn up to my English exams at high school I was you know just didn't care um so I wasn't the I had always had the creative brain but I didn't have the tools or skills to put it onto paper um but my my then girlfriend at the time she was she was writing a thesis for a PhD so she was you know she spoke better English than me, to be honest with you. She was Italian, and um, and she taught me so much, um, you know, grammar and things like that. And she put a lot of time into me to to kind of carve and put together the 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 skills that I had in in terms of creative sense. She gave me the tools to communicate it, and then I just kept going on from there and there and and then yeah. Now I've, you know I've been. I've had a few articles published in, in national news establishments. So, yeah, it's not bad to say. Probably mixing cheesy dance records when I was meant to be going to my exams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so your last post, actually, uh,
0: which I was going to talk about, is called Finding Simplicity Amongst the Chaos. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to talk a bit about that?
1: Yeah. Um, so... as that's more of a a project rather than a than a that's going to be ongoing. Um, and there's in terms of kind of if if you I like shooting all kinds of street photography, but if if there's something that I'm really channeled and focused on at the moment, and probably longer than 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 the present moment, I just didn't realise it yet. It's about it's about just especially living in London, taking things. On a more simpler level, you know, not having the hustle and bustle of London life, you know, you see a lot of images from that project. It's just got one person in, um, and often that person looks quite peaceful at rest, deep in thought. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, and, you know, and I mentioned this in in the post. It's photographers. You, they often say that you can tell who the photographer is from from the work that they create. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also an element of in this, in this project about who the photographer, me, wants to be, um, and that is someone who has more of a tranquil, natural state. You know, my mind is always running. Um, it, it, it never switches off, um, apart from when I'm in those moments of just focusing on the simplicity of the image, uh, looking at the human nature, seeing how the relationship between you know, the human the the human being and the the, the architecture that we've we've built. Um, you know, I think it's interesting. I think there's one image from there where the the, the, the building's massive and the the, the human's like a, a little lemming, a little dot. But yet we, you know, it was our it was our big minds um, or small minds get, in terms of actual physical size that that's created such a, a big world, and we we've built this world around us that dwarfs us mm. really, um, and it just kind of makes you put a perspective on things. A bit like I don't know, have, have you ever? Do you know when you fly mm-hmm. and you look down and everything just looks so small and irrelevant and you just think there's so much stuff going on down there you know, so much stress and worry and conflict and and a lot of good things as well but you know we it, you just feel like why why are we like this why are we look at us we're just a little we're a little crumb not even that and you know it's i think that's what that project is it's it's just scaling back simplifying the way i see the world yep
0: well i mean i think you're touching a little bit on kind of conversation that we had quite recently about sort of minimalism and in the same vein it's about um simplifying your life so that you're not ruled by the things like you have control of it so you know um, in terms of having having less stuff around you so you're you're not distracted by the million things all around your house but Uh equally just not having loads of things going on because Uh then you know, you're literally dragged around by your scheduling and all these different tasks that you have to do. And actually, mm-hmm. if you can simplify it down and just focus on one thing at a time, how much more
1: productive you can be and peace of mind mm-hmm. and all the rest of it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, after watching the documentary that you put me in, I've, I've just got a mattress in my house now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, it is. But I think there's a lot of fear that comes from scaling down because you know like it kind of says in in the the documentary and the, the conversations that you and you and I have had it's uh these things we have convinced ourselves gives us some kind of substance mm-hmm. and once you remove it it's like there's a big void like yeah. and uh, you know that's where you need to channel it creatively and yeah. I mean I think there's some
0: adjustment time in doing that and the thing is it like you say we are so much preconditioned for that. You know, I think I like, generally for the most part I'm quite good at being um not drawn to material things, but every so often I get carried away on Amazon and before you know it I've bought a thousand more books mm-hmm. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um Yeah. Cool. Uh any other challenges that you find in your work that uh you had to deal with recently.
1: Um, I think. I think one of the and this could be ongoing um, is I don't think I'm there yet at finding a full identity in terms of photographs. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some photographers where I could look at an image and be like oh, that's taken by whoever. Mm. Or it looks like it's been taken by someone. Whereas I feel I look at my images and I was like, and I think, could someone tell without knowing it was me that that was taken by me? But I think at the same time, that's what every photographer wants to go for. But realistically, very few achieve that. You know, it's, that's, that's, you know, it's a good thing to work towards. Mm but then you know just speaking about it now it, it's kind of like well if 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 again you 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 just have an identity that someone instantly knows then are you limiting yourself to where you can go creatively because then you you start getting into a uh 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 a prison of my work always looks like this and people yeah. will know my work
0: yeah the thing about this is i think you can't force that you know i think so many people believe that they have to have this identity where they have a certain style and they have to look a certain way but by trying to instill that before you've actually done it is just never going to work because it's got to be driven by what really excites you you know if you're really into um really moody neon lighting and that's all you want to shoot, then you'll get this style because that's what you love and that's what you'll be looking for. But yeah. like, you have to really have that like deep level of absolute passion for it. Otherwise, you'll just never get to that like level. Mm-hmm. And you know, until you get like, until you get find something that drives you that much, mm-hmm. you just have to experiment and you just have to do a lot of stuff and mm-hmm. just slowly sort of start seeing what are the things that catch your attention and you sort of build on that really.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, I think it's quite boring just to have, you know, I like minimalism, I like scaling back, but I don't, that's not the only kind of photography I like to mm. take. I like a big, beautiful landscape and, you know, a nice seascape as well, um, a beach, taking pictures of the people that mean the most to me. Mm. Um, and I like to share it, yeah. you know, and I think, you know, one thing I've started doing more on my Instagram now, because I just I went through this little phase of where, oh, no, that, that wouldn't look... In place with with what I what I do but I think you know I don't think people are as hooked on a theme as 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 they say I mean I'm sure it has its advantages in terms of a social media point of view but you know if you can put a bit of a creative backstory to an image and explain why this image is in mm. amongst a set of images that don't quite fit with the same identity of, of the image you're sharing then people are pretty on board you know good photography is good photography at the end of the day i yeah. don't i don't look at a photographer and think oh that's a great image but mm, the 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 color on this one's a bit too blue in comparison to their previous set of images. I'm like no that's it's a good image I'm, I'm going to enjoy it i'll give it a double double like <laughs> i like it maybe you've touched a little bit on
0: this on that last answer but i wanted to ask uh, who or what inspires you at the moment
1: um What's Well, what I've been doing um, is and what's, what's been a, a, a big source of inspiration is connecting more with photographers around me. I think I realised I'd got into this rut, and many people do, where we're just so focused on our own journey, on our own success, on our own image that we don't stop to look around us and see that there are so many talented people out there and rather than seeing them as competition or someone who could take your spot do you know just see them as people who have the same drive and ambition and passion for you uh, for, for for as you do sorry um and just yeah just i make a point every week um either you know any set day of the week of just taking time to contact the photographers um compliment them on their work If I like it, you know, I'm not just doing it for the sake of doing it. That's, you know, that's, that's not fair on them. Um, And just having that kind of seeing it as more of a community rather than an individual journey. And then the more I do that, the more I appreciate um, my peers' uh, uh, quality and ability. And and that inspires me more, you know, just knowing that there are a host of quality photographers out there makes me want to get better um to kind of get their acceptance in a way you know when when someone who is within the same field as you says you're doing all right that's inspiring you know it's all right your (laughs) mum or you know just you know the the kind of casual followers that you get on the internet who say yeah you're really good at photography but when you've got someone who is also kind of an expert and 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 understands the nitty-gritty of what what makes it good and what makes it bad. When people like that say, well done, you know, that's that's probably the biggest kind of inspiration that I carry yeah. and then try and move on from.
0: Sure, I mean, I think the community aspect is so important now. Um, you know, there's so many different ways that you kind of learn from that, like even di- direct... Um, sharing of tips and things but equally there's a bit of kind of competition in there as well you know it's Mm -hmm. like if you have a group of people who are working hard and you just sort of see see their kind of output and what they're doing it helps you raise your game and Mm -hmm. think you know i should be out there every day Mm -hmm. practicing and doing whatever yeah so it's just generally good motivation we've kind of talked about before trying to set up a bit of a meetup group for photography for that kind of reason and we've we've obviously got together we do like a weekly photo shoot don't we yeah yeah each other some challenges
1: yeah, and that that helps a lot as, as doing that. Um, you know, life sometimes gets in the way, but I think when when we have when we have done it, there's always been some positive out of it. Um, and I, you know, I I, I kind of go back to this point, and it, it's not necessarily about money and things like that. But I remember on one of our outings, um, I didn't. I was. Like, I don't want to see James today. Not not not, not because I didn't want to see. I was, I was tired. <laughs> I was. I just. <laughs> I hope he cancels, and <laughs> and you didn't, and and I thought you know I was too stubborn to cancel myself. So I thought you know stop being miserable, go out, um, crack on. And I remember just walking around for the hour, and I I was just I wasn't taking it seriously. I wasn't doing it, um, but I guess there's like a certain level of instinct within me. No, no matter how in the mood you aren't, um, you've still you still are kind of on a subconscious level doing the right things, and and I took one shot. Um, and I didn't even look at it for for a while because I was just like, that That was just a, a waste of a, an hour kind of thing. And then, you know, it, it's been my, in terms of print sales, um, both quantity and, and monetary, it's been my most successful one that I've done. Um, and the feedback I got from that was just ridiculous. You know, I had people contacting me from different parts of the world. Some of them I couldn't ship it to because I was like, mate, you live, I don't even know where you live. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but it's not near me um (laughs) so yeah so i think you know it's it's just just being constant just challenging and pushing yourself it's the great things can come from from what seems like a little thing that we're doing yeah um so yeah it's uh we will get that meetup group sorted we'll get there we'll get there cool is there
0: anything else you wanted to uh to talk about or mention
1: I mean, it's not about photography or music. Whatever you want, mate. (laughs) Um. So, I one of the things that I've been writing about um, this week is, uh, do you know Louis CK? Yeah, yeah. Um, Louis CK obviously took his pants down and uh, (laughs) uh, and for him had a great time, Um, (laughs) but for the women that he forced himself on, do you know? N- not so much and i think that the the and the reason i want to talk about this is because uh, louis ck was an absolute idol of mine yeah,
0: um, you did stand up for a while right yeah
1: yep. Yeah. so when i when i did stand up um he was like the benchmark of if 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 you weren't um which i never was because he's you know is is arguably the best of a generation is i was nowhere near those levels um it was kind of a an, a benchmark to work towards. So you know, I'd I'd listen to him podcasts, interviews, stand up, TV shows, and just you know, it, it was kind of that idealization of of a of a creative mind. And then when this came out, um, I I was devastated. Really, you know, it's it's like watching a hero become. You see them as larger-than-life kind of superhumans um, and then they come crashing down like that. And, and the point is, I think, compared to, like, Kevin Spacey and Harvey Weinstein, and I think it's important that people do this because I reckon there'll be more names that come out. I, I reckon there's a whole...
0: It's going to snowball, isn't it?
1: <clears throat> ...dirty back catalogue of nasty men in powerful situations that have been, you know, wanking off and, and, and all lots of creepy naughties Um... And it's important that we have perspective on this because my instinct when I first found out about Louis CK was to kind of defend him, justify him, kind of give him a pass, if you will. Like, oh, it's not nice that, you know, he, he sexually forces himself onto women, so to speak. Um, but, yeah, I think it's important that during this time, all of us, we have to put our, our bias to one side um, regardless of how cre- creative or talented or influential they are on your life, I think you know it, we have to say you know behavior is wrong, and they, we, there's a zero tolerance. And and now I've absorbed that I I can I can't even watch his stuff anymore. Yeah. It's just like a whole a whole kind of respect for him and just disappeared. Yeah. Uh, and it's such a it's quite it's sad really. It is sad, um, but yeah, it's you know it is what it is, and like I said, I think we'll we'll hear more things about it, um, and I won't be defending him no matter how mm. much I, I idolized him. For sure,
0: yeah, there's definitely going to snowball. There's going to be a lot of a lot of new names coming out, isn't there? It's going to be an interesting few months. Yeah. Hopefully,
1: no James Garside. <laughs> I think I'm safe. <laughs> I'm
0: okay. Cool. All right then. Uh, I think that's about it then. Sweet. That was great. Thanks yeah. so much,
1: man. really enjoyed that. Thanks for having me. Cheers, buddy.
0: Uh, like I said earlier, if anyone wants to check out Dan's work, uh, both his, uh, his uh, portfolio and his blog, you can find it at DanGin, photo.com. Uh Thanks so much, man. And uh, we'll speak again soon. Shall we? Well, cheers, buddy. Okay, that's it for this episode. I'm going to play you out with uh, an exclusive preview of Binary Coder's new track, Power Flux, which is out on Escape Everything at the end of January. Thanks for listening. We'll be back soon.